Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary For the higher achievers and people who inspire me First they didn't believe us cause they follow society Now they looking to see us cause they truly admire me Oh, better keep your eyes on me Oh, everybody crowd on me Oh, cause I'm a young prodigy Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Diaries and High Cheers podcast, a podcast where we elevate the well-being of the ambitious nonconformers by showing you how to gain it all without losing it all. And yes, that was my third time trying to get that right, but we're going to keep it pushing, man. We're going to keep it What's wrong with you today, sir? Um, I'm tired of making mistakes, man. OPS, what is going on? <laughs> uh, how am I doing, Corey? I am, you know, I'm a little annoyed. Um. This week is a hectic week leading up to me um, going and enjoying my time um, on another trip, but I went to the nail salon and I wasn't pleased with my experience. And it's fresh still. Don't shake your head at me, Corey. It's fresh. So I'm, I'm still a little annoyed. I'm being honest. I'm still a little annoyed. I'm still getting over the fact that uh, my nails did not turn out the way I wanted them to, and it would have been way too much to have them do it all over again. Or did you check the reviews before you went? This is the highest rating one in town, which means I am never getting my nails on here again. <laughs> I normally go to South Austin, but I didn't like I didn't feel like driving, which is like why I went to the the salon I went to, which was like a seven minute drive, but wasn't impressed. Mm. How are you doing, Corey? I mean, I guess you still never answered how you were actually doing. Granted, you, you're upset. I did answer how I'm doing. I'm... It's all good, man. And man, listen, <laughs> I'm I'm blessed. Blessed, man. Every day I wake up, I'm just grateful. Uh, super, hey, super Matt. grateful. Recharged. I love the Carolina trips that I eventually make time to time to see family. Um, spent this past weekend in Charlotte. Not Charlotte, Lord have mercy. In Charleston, South Carolina, man. And uh, I got tapped into some roots went to go visit and understand the start of my James Island kind of like legacy family tree with understanding where my great, great grandmother came from um, and visit her plantation. And what's really crazy is every time I go down there, man, it's just people popping out the woodworks, um, cousins, right? Like, Oh, this is so-and-so. And this is, I'm like, what's up? What up? I don't know y'all, but Hey, we, we family, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's great to meet y'all. Great to see y'all. But um, I I'm, I'm told my grandma, I was like, yo, we definitely got to push for a huge family reunion at least one time, which is crazy because we actually never done one. What? How big your family is? That's what I'm saying. Oof. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. But you got to tell us more about it because, well, I don't know if you want me sharing with our listeners, like, the information about your great, great, great grandmother, right? Three greats. Um, yeah. How she... <laughs> like had what like over 100 descendants or some like I mean, big number this, so the 100 the sort of 100 descendants is i mean at this point if i can go back and see how big the family was um i mean just just even at this little like function right like i can kind of understand that so mm-hmm. um i actually let me see if i got the family tree i think she had whew, how many kids did she have Dang, where did I send that? So she had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. She had seven kids. 
after that, it was, yeah, the, the, like, it's crazy. Multiplies from there. That is so cool that you're able to trace to some degree your, your family lineage. What is something you learned about her that you didn't already know? Because it was like an art gallery, right? Or some like local library that put on this event about your your great, great, great grandmother? To an extent. So it was basically the Charleston uh, County Parks. They had purchased the plantation. Um, and apparently this plantation is like very, very popular um, in Charleston. It's called the McLeod Plantation. Uh, something I had learned about her was basically she got bought as a baby doll, like a human baby doll for the master's daughters, two daughters. I was like, oh, wow. So she was in the house. Um, She slipped upstairs in the attic. And uh, she basically, her her and her mom came down there. Um, They actually came through like a river that floated down Charleston and ended up walking and everything like that near the battery, I want to say near downtown at the time or something like that. And um, ended up, you know what I'm saying, getting enslavement and everything like that and then ended up being sold to the McLoyds. And uh yeah, after that, which is really crazy. I mean, it's dope to understand like that was like the beginning, but still they're still like they don't even have like the true story, right? Which is really, really crazy. Cause my aunt, my grandma was like, that's not what I read and all this other mm. stuff. I'm like, all right, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I mean no one no one really knows, right? But what's really good like moving wow. forward is like we can fix the family tree. Um, we can get more accurate on that, but there's no kidding a guy. His name is Alan. I can't remember his last name, but I spoke to him at the event. He said his life, his life's dedication was to find out what happened to her uh, as far as like my mother and where she ended up being buried at and stuff like that. Cause when I told her, I, wow. I mean, he, he's, they're still on a mission to really do that. So uh, when I told him like, yeah, this is a great event. I really appreciate you guys with y'all doing and everything. Like that was my great, great grandmother. He just was like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it is really, really dope to know and understand just the roots of, uh, like, my Charleston just family tree. Um, and then I was running down my grandma's neighborhood, and then I found out, like, we got streets named after us and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, why are we, who, who, like, who's Edward Singleton? He was like, oh, that's your grandfather's, uh, I forgot what she said, but basically, like, they owned the other side of that of that land and all this other stuff where those houses are being were, were built on. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy. Wow, your family has some rich roots in Charleston. That's amazing. So yeah. I have a clarifying question. You said that her her and her mother were walking. Were, are, were you saying like they got captured and then sold into slavery, or did they come yes. here as slaves? So they're originally yeah. free people. To an extent. I mean, I don't know the full story. Or that's but the version that's, they're that, telling you. That's what they're saying, yeah. Like, her and her mother came down there, um, you know, walked or came up the river in Charleston and got into slavery and then got sold, um, which is crazy. So, yeah. Wow. That is, I mean, gosh, I love digging into Black history. Um, I've only been able to get so far with my family, so it's really amazing to see how far your family was able to get and and know like the plantation and their names. Like we don't even know names after a certain point. So what's really crazy is I told my sister, I didn't even know that my sister was named after my great, great grandmother. Wow. I said, Leah, do you not like, did you notice? And she was like, yeah, she knew this. And I was like, no one told me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's named. Yeah. My sister's named after my great, great grandmother, which is crazy. Wow. Ah, love some family trees. 
Just All right. Uh, I guess we should transition into what we're going to talk about on the show today, because <laughs> I can talk about this all day. Yeah, we should definitely go ahead and transition again to a podcast. So uh, we love breakthroughs. We love stepping into new seasons and we love having clarity on uh, the unfamiliarity of things and stuff like that. But OPS wants to share a, a revelation that she got with you people. Um so OPS, man, please do elaborate on this on this on this breakthrough that you had. Man, I had a huge breakthrough that I think a lot of high achievers will identify with and relate to, at least on some aspects. Um, and I'm gonna start by asking you this: like, do you know your why? The word why gets thrown around like crazy. It's kind of annoying. It annoys me when people are like, you gotta know your why, you gotta know your why. But like, do you know your why? Um, and here's why. I was feeling very anxious. I had these goals for 30 um, and I had been feeling very anxious about them. So I set these goals and I was feeling anxious about like mapping it out and all of these things. And I was scared to write out the plan for achieving this goal. And then a backstory, one of my, I have a professional development coach and um, she was asking me to do this exercise about about my goals, my goals for 30, because during my session, I was voicing to her how anxious I was feeling about them and how I couldn't really answer a lot of questions around them. And so this is the exercise that she had me do. So if you're feeling anxious about your goals, I would definitely encourage you to do this because this exercise is what led me to the breakthrough that I'm about to go into. But she told me to do three things. She told me to map out how to get there to my goal, the part that was making me anxious, she told me to write out what do these goals mean for me? And then third one, powerful one, what does it mean if you don't achieve these goals? And so I did the exercise. I actually had to do it twice because the first time just it wasn't a good run through. And by doing this exercise, I learned a couple things. I learned that um, my goal for 30, the results, was not some goal that I really had for myself, but more like a goal given to me by other people. When you go online, you see all these people saying, you know, you should you should have this by this age, or you should be doing that, or you should be doing that. And I think I started internalizing them in an unhealthy way and setting goals around this objective that other people told me I should be, should be achieving, not what I really wanted to achieve. So figuring out my goals like really sitting there and doing this exercise, especially this last question, what does it mean if you don't achieve it, really helped me have a breakthrough of going from being anxiety induced when I think about them to being excited to achieve and wanting to get really detailed and mapping out my goal. And this goal is empowering now because I figured out a real positive why behind it, not the one suggested to me by others. So my lesson learned here is really where I went wrong and planning for these goals and putting my life around this arbitrary goal that other people said I should have is I made the goal based on a monetary value, focus on the, the glitz and glam part of it, the achievement part of it, instead of putting and making a goal around what it would do for my life. If I accomplish this thing, it's not the accomplishment, it's what it will do for my life that really helped me have this breakthrough. So I'm very excited. Not saying I'm excited to hit 30 because <laughs> I'm enjoying my 20s, 
don't get me wrong, but I'm excited to be in the process of achieving this goal. And it's not this anticipating rush to get there, but really enjoying the journey and who I'm becoming through achieving this goal and also excited about what it will do for my life and not like focusing on the monetary aspect or the the vanity aspect of it. So I would encourage you, if you have goals that you're feeling anxious about, do this exercise. It really helped me. It truly, truly helped me not uh, get off the tracks of someone else's dreams and really get on my own track, on my own pathway to my goals and something that really is meaningful and valuable to me. And honestly, the part about what it will do for my life, it's not to some people, it might not sound like a big deal, but to me, it's, it's relatively simple, but it's life-changing for me because it's giving me a way to live my life and <laughs> it's giving me the opportunity to live my life in a way that I haven't really been able to do yet. And that is why it's so important to me. Um, and if I don't achieve it, I won't feel bad about it. Honestly, I'll just keep working toward it. If I don't get there by 30, I'll keep working toward it until I get there because of what that's going to look like for me once I do. So do you know your own why? That was a recent breakthrough I had. I know it's probably kind of cringy and I'm a little ashamed <laughs> that I'm this old and just now really figuring out my why or at least my why in this season of life the, and as, as far as a person I'm becoming. But I know, Corey, you also had some revelations about some pieces of advice that you don't really care for anymore. So why don't you share with the folks your revelation too? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't really say it's like a revelation or anything like that. It's just that piece of advice, right? Like fake it till you make it. Uh, I hate that with a passion. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a non-believer in that, right? Um, I want to give you guys three reasons on why faking it till you make it is bad advice. Um, really number one, you're not really giving yourself no room for flaws and growth, right? Like you're making it harder to make it. Um, something I've learned, whether if it was like being in a tech interview or anything like that, like first thing I tell, always tell people is I don't know everything, but I have the attitude and the spirit of when in doubt, figure it out. Um, and I feel like that transparency and that vulnerability up front um, and I'm not just talking in an interview itself, but just in general, I feel like people would way more respect you or respect you way more than you just kind of like BSing them and stuff like that. So uh, always being able to give yourself room for growth, which it's hard to really do it if you're always trying to fake it till you make it. Um, number two, this right here is money. Your true feelings don't disappear just because you ignore them. Your true feelings don't disappear just because you ignore them. Those feelings of however you feel about whatever situation is still going to be there in the back of your head. And there's nothing you really going to want to do about it except face the feelings. Right. But you're just too busy trying to fake it till you make it. And, uh, it's just, I don't know, like I rather show up every single day as my authentic self, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of times in today's gen generation, day, day and age, whatever, like that fake it till you make it is, is a, is a known thing. But for me, I'm not fooling with it. So number three, uh, faking it means that, there's something that needs to be found out. Um, and it, LPS, remember that shame, fear, control cycle? Season I one. think we talked about it a while back, right? But when I hear fake it till you make it, yeah, I, I remember, you know, just that whole shame, fear, control cycle. Like, if you're ever in a situation and you feel that you don't want to be found out about something, you're going to feel shamed. You're going to try to cover it up. 
Um, but you're just doing yourself a disservice at the end of the day. So uh kind of goes back to almost, you know, what you said about finding your why. Like as people, as high achievers, we really have to get clear on finding our desired outcome for whatever that looks like for us. And then realizing that the change that we want to make is already it's already happening from within. We just got to step into it and really stay on our principles of the changes that we do, we do want to see. Right. Um, because your identity informs the process and let's process the form. Your processes really determine what it is you do day to day, which is your daily habits and behaviors and what you do really determines your outcomes. Um, so, I mean, for me, faking it till you make it, man, it's, it's cliche. Uh, it's really a shortcut. Uh, and I don't know, I'm just not a, f- a big believer on that. What do you think about that, Ops? Um, I think people take the phrase of fake it till you make it a little too, ex- too extreme <laughs> to the point where they borderline do fraudulent activity. Um, so I'm definitely not for that, but I love what you said. I mean, this is kind of, I was going to say it for the PTR part, but I love what you said about, um, when you are not doing this, you're giving yourself room for growth because when you are faking it till you're making it, make it, you're not giving yourself that room to grow. And there's, I guess there would be like a, a level of self-awareness you might not have when you're in this mode of faking it till you make it, um, that could be really helpful. And you understanding the fundamentals and understanding yourself and whatever journey you're in of trying to achieve or grow, um, or develop more. Well said, well said, uh, you said, what did you say about the PTR segment? I was going to save that for the PTR segment. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Do your thing real quick. Are we transitioning to PTR? Okay. Well, that was my PTR. Hey, if that's that, that's that. You know what I'm saying? Another another quick to the point episode, man. Hopefully y'all got inspired real fast from not faking it till you make it to understanding your desired outcome and remembering your why, staying active on your goals and being crystal clear on that. Uh, OPS, anything else? for? No, family, I just hope y'all are blessed, doing well, and yeah, looking forward and grateful that we get to be in your ear, give you some ear hustle. Some what? Ear hustle. Hold on, time out, time out. Please, what the hell is ear hustle, man? Well, it's actually the name of one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, okay. I thought you, I really, I really thought you just made that up real quick. It's like, no, but it's like, I think another way it's defined, don't quote me, don't quote me on this, maybe fact check me here, is like, like something to listen to, like something in your ear to like entertainment okay, gotcha. yeah 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 that's that's cool fabulous podcast by the way if you have not listened to it like it's it's top five one of my favorite podcasts ever all right awesome that's what we're not going to do on this show we're not going to boost someone else to come on we're trying to grow this the, that podcast is completely unrelated yeah. it's about people in san quentin it's documenting the lives of people who are in prison and their lives after prison awesome show fascinating awesome stuff. show i'm sure I'm sure. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. (laughs) We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we'll see y'all next week.